Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stories for Hope podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and this is our first episode to kick off 2024. I just want to say a huge thank you to all our guests and listeners for an amazing first season. 2023 was our first year on this podcast, and it was incredible. For those of you who are new, Stories for Hope is a podcast run by Hope for Kids International, a nonprofit whose mission is to restore hope to children and families around the world. On this podcast, we share amazing, inspirational stories to inspire you to bring hope to those in need. We started this podcast last year as we were celebrating 50 years of ministry with our founder, Tom Egum. We are so excited to be kicking off a second season. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Harriet and Luke, who traveled with us in November last year and are working together to create a generational legacy, not only with their family, but also with the ways they are serving those in need. Let's jump right in and hear from Harriet and Luke. 20 years ago, Tom Agum came to our American Lutheran Church in Prescott, Arizona. We were living in Prescott at the time, and Dan Storvik was our pastor. And uh, we got to have Tom speak once a year. And I remember when they were building the school, I really wanted to come and help uh, educate teachers and so on, because that was kind of my my forte. And I just, I was going to Israel with groups at that time. And so I didn't do it. And four years ago, I thought I got to do it. And so I jumped on the plane and it was amazing. I went all by myself. I had one child I'd been sponsoring for a year or two. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to be going. I'll, I'll take another one on. So I got to see two of them. But when we were there, they had a line of kids that told their story and people um, picked some of them. And I just said, I want to take the ones that didn't get picked. So I got two more. And it's it's just so much fun to go there and see those kids. I thought, I want to do a well. And I know how fun it is to see my kids. And what if I could go to the village of one of my kids and see where they live and meet their family? And it was just more personal to, I mean, I was just looking forward to that more personal uh, going to a village where I already had a connection. Um, you know, so we both have birthdays in October and we just happen to uh, be the big 5-0 and the big 8-0. And we looked at each other and said, we should just, we should do something fun, shouldn't we? <laughs> and of course, Uganda had been on, on my mom's heart and she'd been involved in that for many years. So I don't remember the details, but uh, one of us said, let's just go to Uganda together. I think maybe it was her. And I said, I would love to. And uh, like she said, I I'm just going to go and carry your bags. That's enough for me. <laughs> so as you know, we went to Margaret's village and dedicated a well. The first thing we did when we went there was went to the old watering hole where they would um, get water out. And, and I think that was since 1923. I think they found a small spring and it's about, you know, three feet long and a foot wide. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all. And so sometimes that that uh, water hardly uh, produces enough and women are waiting all night to you know, fill up their jug in a big line. Um, so we learned about that and each uh, my mom and I made some remarks at that time at that um, place 
And then we went back to the village and we dedicated the well, and that was just amazing. And um, we were given all these goats and chickens and, <laughs> and like they gave us their best, but then they sat us down in their village with the entire village and probably some people from surrounding villages uh, surrounding there. So quite a few of them. And then they asked us to get up again and make some remarks. And for both my mom and I, we kind of looked at each other and said, well, I don't know what to say. We already kind of said what we were going to say. And so it wasn't clear what we would say at that moment. And I, I remember just kind of walking up and thinking, well, Lord, just give me whatever words you want me to speak and I'll do that. Um, and so I made some remarks. Um, and one of the things I said was that, you know, if there's any, there may be one in uh you know, present here who has heard about Jesus Christ, has learned about Jesus, but never really surrendered their life to him. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't say much more than that. I really wasn't thinking of an altar call or anything like that. It was just part of what God laid on my heart. So after making remarks, I, I went and sat down and we're sitting there in front of the little tables they have in front of us and, and make it all nice. And then this 16-year-old girl comes up and stands up in front of everybody. We didn't, we really didn't know what was going on. Um, of course, we got translators, right? So we're not hearing, you know, not understanding the language either of what's being said. And then another one, and then another one. Pretty soon there's 12, 10 women and two boys standing in front of us. Some of the women are older and, and um, young girls. And most of them are younger. Most of them are young girls. And then we realized they wanted to dedicate their lives to Christ. <laughs> and it was just amazing to, to realize what was actually happening, that the Holy Spirit had already moved in their hearts, had, had used um, us in ways that we just weren't even expecting, right? And doing that work. And so then we realized, wow, I don't even know if they know what they're saying yes to. And so we had um, a chance to get up and say some more remarks and pray for them. And where, and then we could have a more clear presentation of the gospel that we're separated from Christ. There's nothing we can do to earn salvation or earn favor with God. And yet um, Jesus dying on the cross did that work and we just accept it. And then we're right with God. We have this righteousness imparted to us. And so how amazing that we got to just experience all of that. And, and then Pastor Clefus, who is from Hope for Kids, he says, I would like you to write down all of the, he, he looked at the pastor, there's a pastor for that village, Pastor Charles. And he says, I would like you to write down the names of each one of these um, people here today. And, and they did that. And then he looked at Pastor Charles and he says, I'm coming back and I'm going to ask you about the discipleship of each one of these. One of the cool things for me is that, yeah, I just went with a, um, you know, an idea that it would just be a fun thing with, with my mom and let God use it however he wants to. And I'll just keep my heart and mind open to whether, whatever that is. Her example of sponsoring Margaret and also water in Margaret's village just made complete sense to me. It, so it seems quite logical. And so, you know, God laid it on my heart that, you know, I have three kids. I would love to do that for three more kids, right? 
in Uganda. And and so I I made that commitment, said this is what I'd like to do. Would it be possible to find three kids that actually need water from their come from villages where they don't have clean water? And uh, what I love about Hope for Kids is everything you ask, as long as it fits within the, within the bounds of, of what they're doing, they're like, sure, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, and then the, but the, the, another cool thing about that is I got home and my oldest daughter, Emma, just graduated from university yet and was just married last summer. So her, uh, her and her husband, Andrew, hearing about our trip and they said, dad, could we sponsor one of your kids <laughs> that and and you do the well and we'll sponsor the child and i'm like yes <laughs> so you know i didn't ask him to and i didn't certainly didn't want to put it out on my kids you know nobody has money when they're first married and getting their first jobs and um anyway so it's it's becoming uh truly a multi-generation affair and that that just thrills me and so i think this is a starting place for us and certainly being there there's a commitment to make in in with for three kids in three villages and that's a starting place. And I already see that, you know, my my kids, not just the one kid, but other kids are wanting to be involved in that in some way too. And so that's awesome. And I certainly don't want to put that on them, but I want the door to be open for them to 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 become involved as they desire. And how nice for me for that legacy to keep going on down down the generations. It just warms my heart. Wow. Thank you, Harriet and Luke, for sharing your story. A generational legacy is defined as a thought, perspective, and or belief that is emotionally and culturally passed down from our families. But what I love about Harriet and Luke's story is the different strings of generational legacy that happened. It started with Harriet sponsoring Margaret, helping her to get an education and positively changing not only Margaret's life, but the possible children Margaret has and her children's children and so on and then sponsoring a well in Margaret's village and those villagers coming to accept Christ in their lives, which then positively impacts the legacy that each of those villagers will pass down to their families. Then Harriet's son Luke joins her on a trip and in turn decides to also sponsor children and wells in their villages, and then to return home and have his children be inspired and want to get involved. This is such an amazing example of how answering God's call to love and serve others can really create a lasting impact. What sort of generational legacy are you passing down in your own family? How are your daily actions supporting or hindering the legacy that you want to leave behind? If this story has inspired you in any way, we would love to hear from you. You can get connected with us by going to h4ki.org. Thanks again for joining us. Stay tuned for more stories throughout the year. Have a blessed day, everyone.